0: makes me light up inside to play sport. And when you leave playing sport, you just have that buzz and you take it with you to the rest of your life.
1: Welcome to part one of a very special edition of the Cricket Scotland podcast in which we will be celebrating International Women's Day 2021 and Rosie you know what this is our anniversary the first time we co-hosted was this very episode last year sitting in that meeting room in MES.
2: Oh that is so funny if people could see the outtakes that that took well it was more you doing the intro I just found it hilarious for some reason. And, and it, it must have taken a good 45 minutes until we actually got a smooth kind of roll on the podcast at that point. But that is great. A whole year. A whole wow. year.
1: I know. I think that was the last time we actually saw each other in person as well. Since then, you've had this frame around you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that actually, it must be. I'm going to have some wrinkles the next time you see me, <laughs> definitely.
1: But um, crazy week uh, for you as well, which we must start with Um, now for anyone who doesn't know in addition to doing all this all this nonsense Rosie you're the the women and girls development manager at Cricket Scotland and I was wondering how to describe you you're you I suppose the the ideas guru the the germinator for so many projects uh, at Cricket Scotland, Crick Hit, the Wee Bash, so many brilliant things and just this week you've been hosting the fourth and fifth sessions of the female only introduction to cricket coaching courses uh I saw the pictures you had so many people involved it looked absolutely amazing
2: yeah I mean do you know it's given a the thing is with obviously everything that's happened in the past year it's it's been really hard because we've not been able to focus on the things that we normally focus on but then it's also given a really good opportunity and and I think actually Shane said that in one of the podcasts as well and that opportunity is a huge one with me, and one thing that we've, um, that's been key, key, you know, to me in my life is coaching, um, and coaching has played a huge role in just everything that I do, and I, I always have found such a reward in it, um, and from volunteering for years, and I still volunteer in and coaching, and, and actually, you just play such a huge part in someone's life, coaching, um, and so, you know one of the huge things for us is just to develop the female coaching network um in scotland and how can we break down barriers how can we get more uh women coaching and and why is it so underrepresented you know and um, so we had uh, we managed to we were oversubscribed, so we put on i think initially two courses and we had like i probably didn't look at the the, the microsoft form for the like a few hours or something like that or maybe even a day at one point and then by the time you know it we've got like 92 people signed up and I was like oh my goodness we this is you know and I knew that a lot of people would sign up but I think because it's a female only coaching course you know it just makes it more and it's an introduction to cricket coaching it just means that everyone's kind of starting it there's no there's no people that it doesn't matter you're all starting off at the same level and I just think that that was really exciting it was a really good opportunity for some girls that are then the regional squads to get involved and actually um realize their role as well so you know they can get involved in all stars or dynamos um and things so yeah it's been a crazy week doing all of the coaching courses um but it's been really really amazing and just so rewarding and it's been great to see the, the smiles and people's faces and and just even like the thank you messages and and you know that you're you're hopefully once everything gets going again that these uh, women and girls that have just done the introduction are going to go out and hopefully coach within schools and cricket clubs and get opportunities and actually just be amazing role models for like girls and boys uh women and men you know
1: yeah, 92 people. I mean, that's just, just fantastic, isn't it? So exciting for the future. And I mean, do check out the pictures on the Cricket Scotland Development Twitter if you haven't already um, and do follow that page as well. There's always news of all the other things that Nick Wilson and the team are doing as well. It's just it's just amazing. But talking of inspiration, uh, we've got three very special guests for this two-part episode of the the podcast. Uh, On Wednesday, we'll be speaking to two Wildcats, an up-and-coming star in Elsa Lister, and someone who is already a legend of the Scottish game, Abby Aitken Drummond. But there was only one way we could begin our celebration, and that was in the company of Cricket Scotland president, Sue Strachan. There was one guest we just had to save for our International Women's Day edition. Just a quick look through the headlines here. NHS doctor, three-time Scottish National Masters squash champion, hockey player, cricketer, and, of course, trailblazer as the first female president in the history of cricket Scotland. Sue Strachan, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast at last.
0: Thank you so much, Jake. I am delighted to be on it. I was hoping you might ask me one day, but I'm just waiting my turn. You know how it is.
1: <laughs> oh, well, congratulations again on your official appointment as, as President. Um It's been an interesting start to your term of office, to say the least, with one thing and another. Uh, how, how have things been so far?
0: Well, it wasn't exactly how I planned it to be. So I had this great plan for last summer. I was going to hopefully, unless I messed up over the winter before, um, be elected as president of Cricket Scotland. I was dropping some hours at work so that I could really do a good job and have some fun with it. I had plans to um, train for the World Championships, Master Squash, that was in August last year, and spend a lot of the rest of the summer visiting cricket grounds around Scotland, um, finding out about their challenges, um, celebrating the good parts, eating as much cake as possible and drinking as much tea as possible in the journey um, and really just just surrounding myself with cricket in Scotland and, and um, getting a better understanding of all the different parts of the game. Um, I wanted to go and watch some tape ball. I wanted to do some cricket in some of the clubs that maybe haven't done cricket before um, i wanted to watch some all-stars watch dynamos be um be introduced and launched um you know there was so much i wanted to do um and instead i was just basically working on the front line on the admissions unit and caring for patients who desperately needed as many hands on deck for them as possible and also caring for my colleagues who, who needed um kindness and uh, we all needed to be kind to each other so yeah a very different year last year but you know you just have to accept there are things out of your control and you just have to ride with it and do the best you can with it um we've we had a little bit of cricket at least last year and that was good um our you know one of my part-time jobs is the the scotland women's team manager role and um we didn't get international cricket but at least we got some cricket down in England and it was good to see them play and see the developments they'd made because they'd worked really hard over the winter before and um, for them not to have any international matches was a real shame but hopefully this year. Um, So yeah you just have to do what you can with with what the cards that you're dealt I think and uh, at the same time try and support everybody around about you who's going through the same or worse than you are. Uh, You know, I'm lucky. I I have a job. I have a family that I care about. I have friends. I have uh, people that I can um, get together with on Zoom. You know, I can see Rosie on a screen, which would cheer anybody up. Um, You know, so I have networks and I have I have people around about me. And if I can support them and they can support me, we get through it and then we go again this year.
1: Well, I mean, what you do is just truly inspiring in in what you've achieved and your your outlook on life. What we can all be doing to make things better. I mean, you touched on your role as well in the in the NHS. Uh, you know, everything you're doing in the midst of a of a global pandemic. I mean, what what's a typical week look like for you over the last year or so, if there's such a thing?
0: <laughs> okay it's a bit of a variety so I'm, I'm like your average five-year-old I get bored quite easily so I like doing lots of different things um, I like new shiny things I love new shiny things um, conceptually or actually so um, I'll maybe do uh, two or three shifts on the admissions unit so that's then either an eight o'clock till mid-afternoon or maybe an evening shift um, and I will see patients and I will make plans for them and look after them and help our junior doctors learn some random stuff. Um, I teach often teach some maybe slightly different things than some of the other seniors do in a slightly more sort of out-of-the-box way. Um, but I think that's useful, life lessons. Um, and then I, if the weather was okay last year, um, I would cycle to and from work to give myself some exercise because I realised very quickly I was missing the exercise and missing the post-exercise buzz as a squash player you know you're going to miss that so I I would do that I would then I had uh, joined an online training group with people from all around the world other squash junkies and so I do my training sessions and put it in my shared worksheet accountability and all that Um, and then if the weather was nice i'd try and get some time outside doing something if possible i duct taped a squash court on my driveway so i could do some running about um, and then i would hopefully be there uh, for my husband who's a gp so he was having difficult time as well it was quite stressful for him to uh, try and catch up with the kids if possible if they were prepared to talk to me or message me <laughs> you know how it is um, And uh, then in the evenings, if it has been nice and warm enough, I could wrap myself in a blanket, sit with my fire pit and uh, watch the sun go down. So that's maybe what I would do in your usual day. And then the next day would be lots and lots of cricket meetings, uh, lots and lots of stuff to do with that. And then the following day, I'd be back to doing the work in the NHS again. And then would have random meetings about random things. So, yeah. Try and make it as I try and sort of change it up as much as possible and so the way I've been working
2: probably suits me quite well but I have no idea what day it is any day at the moment <laughs> so that's just given us I guess <laughs> a flavour the things that you do day to day but also have done and um, just before we go on I just need to credit you in the huge role that you have played uh, in my life and I don't know if a lot of our <clears throat> listeners will know this but I actually, I'm probably, so it started off with football and um, Sue played a huge role in the football club at the time and actually ended up getting me into coaching um, the little uh, under 13s age group, I must have been about 15, 16 years old and that's where it kind of first started with um, Sue and I (laughs) and then a few years later she asked me to go along to, to the cricket club and play cricket and I had no idea about cricket and then look you know look where we both are now so Sue you've played a huge role in my life and um, I I always I think I I do say it to you quite a wee bit um, and I hope you do know that but um, also I just want to kind of go into what what has sport done for you in your life and and over the years? Okay
0: well sport's been huge in my life as you know Rosie. Um, I played I was lucky, I I had the opportunity as a kid to play loads of sport. Um, We were always outside, we were always doing stuff. I have an older brother, so I used to try and chum up with him. I must have been an intensely annoying younger daughter, uh, younger sister. Um, So I would chum up with him and I'd go and play sport with him. Um, Or we'd play in the back garden and I would be the person he threw a ball at or hit a ball at. And you know, if somebody's doing that to you, you have to catch it, you have to learn to catch, you have to learn to dodge. You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
1: Um, so, you yeah. know, that was my
0: life. Um, as, a, as a youngster, I didn't have the opportunity to play cricket, which I still feel sad about because I think cricket might have been my game. Um, but I played everything else, anything with a ball. I'm not a very fast runner um, from A to B, but um, I have a good eye for a ball and I can read a game. And so I played lots of team sport at school. I also played some individual sport too. And my team sport, you know, I just love being part of a team, whether it's at work or in sport. And and it was team sport that taught me that. Um, I love that feeling of getting together with people who are there because they want to be and who are in this group because they want to be and who want to do their best for the group. And for me, I'm quite happy not to be the best player. Um, I find being the weakest link hard and that challenges me and makes me try harder. Um, so that's maybe a good thing. But I will do anything I can to help my team work as well as they can together. And if that involves taking people aside and being a shoulder to cry on or or trying to encourage people maybe to be more of a team player, but gently and... Um, And compassionately, then I will do that. And um, so I I did lots of sport. And then when I qualified as a doctor, because of the hours I was working, and because I moved across the country, I sort of fell out of sport. And I didn't realise for quite a long time how much I missed it. And then I got involved in the cricket. And suddenly, I realised how much I'd missed this team sport, how much I'd missed being part of a team and all that came with it. And weirdly, at the same time, I went to my first ever school reunion, which was a long time after we left school. And the people I ended up sitting with at dinner and after dinner were my hockey team. And they were the people that I had the most in common with. And we didn't none of us played hockey anymore. But we just had this bond and we will have that lifelong bond because we played in a team together, we won and we lost together. And we learned all those life lessons together. Um, and that, again, brought it back to me how important that was to me. So I then started back playing hockey again. So I now have two team sports uh, and some individual sports. So I get the, – they sort of tick different boxes in my head. So the team sports, I'm not the best player, but I can do my bit. And I'm okay with not being the best player, but I might be the person that sticks the team together, hopefully, that encourages the youngsters, that – makes them realize it's okay to fail and you know you just learn from it move on you know flush it away and move on and I will always be positive with youngsters that come in because I think it's really important that a team is a place of positivity and it's a place of nurturing and I think women's sports teams are particularly good at that actually um, and then my individual sport you know my squash is how good can I be you know if I work hard at it can I make that next step can I um, you know, can I challenge the top English players at my age group? Can I how well can I do in the world championships or the Europeans? Uh, and then my tennis is just a bit of a lark, but I, you know, I go on a court and I play a game, so I'm gonna try and win if I can, but there's no pressure on me. So they all tick these different boxes in my head. Um, but they all give me joy, you know, and it's the joy of sport that I want to share with other people, and that's why. I want other people, and other women particularly, who maybe haven't been given that opportunity or who nobody's said to them, you know, you really have fun, um, to give them that opportunity to have fun, and that's what we see with some of the women that are coming along to women's softball, cricket. uh, With us, Rosie, I think, you know, you'll be the same. These are often people who were, quote, rubbish at PE at school and have thought that they couldn't play sport, and so they They've never joined in because they thought they would be rubbish and and everybody would judge them. And they come along to women's softball cricket, and we can say, "Come along, have some fun!" Yet it, it's okay to have fun. You can run around like a ten-year-old. That's actually what we want you to do. And suddenly, you sort of see the shackles come off their shoulders, and the smiles and the joy, even of, you know, of hitting a ball with a bat, of hitting the next ball even further with a bat or of catching a ball, you know, three times out of four instead of no times out of four. And, you know, all of that is, is just a joy. And there's laughter and there's fun. Uh, you do have to have the most patient coach in the world, uh, which we have at Hugh Farris, but, um, you know, it's the fun and the laughter and the joy and the, a feeling of cohesion and mutual support that's what I love about sport. and it makes you feel really good as well physically mentally it's great for your health physically I do have a few bumps and bruises all the time I've probably got the most bruised shins of any 57 year old I know and I often have big bruises on my thighs from the cricket balls but you know I've got that inner joy and I've got that it makes me light up inside to play sport uh and when you leave playing sport you just have that buzz and you take it with you to the rest of your life
2: i think that's that's a perfect uh, summary sue and and you know um as you see it is it's all about opportunities as well and um going on this i guess delving into our theme for this week um for international women's day um you know I guess, what does International Women's Day mean to you, Sue?
0: Well, um, International Women's Day for me is about celebrating what has the, the women that have come before us, the women that have paved the path for us, you know, from the suffragettes um, to the, to the women sports people to the women in medicine for me or the women in business to the women who've who've smashed those glass ceilings, the the women who've been brave, often very brave and had to be very brave just to make the difference, to say, I'm here and I can make a difference here. So it gives us a chance to celebrate those people that have come before uh, and to to say thank you, because I am incredibly grateful to all of those women who've come before us and also to the people who've given them the opportunity too but at the same time it's about saying we've come a long way but we're not there yet we have got so much more work to do and we've got so many young women older women who don't have the opportunity that they should have to to be whoever they want to be to to aspire to be anything uh, and to us uh, to aim really high or even just To aspire to having a good education and clothes on your back and an opportunity in life to 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 be educated well enough that you can get a job and you can provide for yourself and your family you know it it goes from the very very beginnings all the way through life and it's about opportunity it's about saying we've come this far we've create the people who've come before us have created opportunities for us now we need to sort of pick up that baton, and we need to run with it. And we're only here for a short time, so we need to run quite fast. Um, and we need to to break the break the boundaries and break and break down the barriers, but in a really constructive way. So we need to say, well, why is that a barrier? What can we do to take that barrier to one side uh, and move past it? And how can we do that in a way that that at the same time we can take others with us, that we can give other people a little leg up and a little bit of opportunity. And if we all do that, and if we have enough male allies who also see that, then together as a whole world, then we can improve things, we can make things better, and we can just, you know, as I say, we just need to pick up that button and run as fast as we can with it and make it as good as it can be and then pass it on to the next generation to do the same
1: a huge part of that is is in the visibility of of the professional game and the profile of women's sport though as a whole has really um, accelerated over the last few years um, how, how would you say that that, that process has, has been going
0: again you know I, th- I think we've come a long way um, it vexes me that we've Come a long way to where we are now, because actually we should have been here a long, long time ago. But anyway, you know, that is what it is. So yeah, we've come a huge distance, and suddenly the opportunities are opening up for for women to see other women playing professional sport. And so, you know, people in my generation there were there just wasn't any women's sport. You know that there was might occasionally have seen as a young squash player you might have occasionally seen a squash player but you would have seen them in a squash club you wouldn't have seen them in the papers Um, you know women's sport has been very poorly covered in the past and suddenly we're starting to see it and we're starting to see those opportunities for young women to progress a career in professional sport but we see what amazing role models these young women are you know you see the likes of Jess Ennis you know, you see the likes of of um, Elise Perry and you see the likes of our homegrown stars, you know, Catherine Bryce. You see these young women excelling at their sport. You see how healthy and sort of together they look and how how just you, as a young woman who, who, who would think maybe of doing that, if you can see it, you can be it. You know, there's never a truer phrase. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can see somebody else you know, on your TV or in your newspaper that your parents might buy or online and social media, if you can see them succeeding, you can see yourself potentially as succeeding as well. Um, and I think the coverage, when women's sport gets covered, it looks amazing, doesn't it? You know, the, and, and what I see with women's sport is I see the joy. You know, you watch, I was just watching The Record uh, this week, which is um, a set of two films about the Australian women's cricket team in the last World Cup, you know, coming up to International Women's Day last year, 2020. And you see the joy that these women have in their training, in their succeeding, in their team, um, talking to fans, you know, signing autographs you know, they celebrate together, they win, they lose together. And when they lose, they pick each other up and we go again, you know, so to see that on your screen for young women is incredible. Uh, And, you know, for me also to see uh, women being able to do that past the age of 25 is good. You know, Serena Williams, you see Serena Williams and you see a mother Who's out there? Who's absolutely smashing it? She is what an athlete she is, and at the same time, she's able to try and lift others up. She's able to talk about the issues in her sport that she's had, not only as a woman but as a black woman. You know, so they are voices for good. They showcase how amazing sport can be for you as a person, um, and they also showcase, I think, the humanity. Perhaps better than you see it from men's sports. So you see the humanity in these teams. You see them pick each other up. You see them crying when they lose because they're, because you know, because they lost and, and they're so disappointed. But you see their teammate put an arm around them or an elbow bump with them at the moment uh, with COVID. And you see that. And if you can see that, you can be it, you can aspire to it, and you can celebrate it. Um, and so, You know, I really think that it's an amazing time for women's sport. And I think that we really, really, you know, I'm sort of like, we're we're getting there. We're really getting there. And I think that women's sport has had to find ways of, of showcasing itself, which is wrong. It should have been showcased, but it's had to do the first bit itself, you know. And women's sport tends to, needs to work together to do that, I think, as well. But now we're there, now we're being seen, I think it can only get better. Um, and I think part of the reason it's so good on media is because of all those other parts of it. There's the sport, and there's the technique, and there's the, the game and the skills. But there's also all that other stuff that comes with it um, that inspires and empowers young women to be whatever they want to be
1: and also part of the the rising profile is the hundred which is coming up in the in the summer Uh, there's been a huge amount written and said about the hundred often quite negative I mean I'll nail my colours to the mass right away in saying that I'm really looking forward to it Um, I mean the fact that there are three Scots in it uh, yeah I'm I'm here for that thank you very much but um, also the boost that it's going to give women's cricket as a whole you've got a free-to-wear competition easily accessible that's beginning with a women's match so what if it's a different format it can surely only be a be a good thing
0: yeah i originally when i heard about the 100 i thought we don't need this surely because we've got t20 cricket and that's surely close enough why can't we just grow the t20 part of cricket um but actually You know, somebody decided it was going to be the 100, then great, let's go with it. And the 100 gives us that opportunity, doesn't it, to see uh, women's cricket on free-to-air TV and to see women, um, young women, who are really excellent at their sport. And, you know, they're wearing coloured kit, which is probably more accessible to youngsters than white kit is. You know, I'm not a big fan of whites. Um, for so many reasons, because mine end up being greys very quickly, i am never, I'm not a very good housewife, but there's so many reasons that young women should not be wearing whites as far as I'm concerned, and you could probably have a whole other podcast on that, but actually the 100 on free to air TV, people will see these young women, these young sports women, these young female cricketers, and they will see how amazing they are and how brilliant they are, and you know, you just flick on the TV. You don't need to have Sky. You don't need to have BT Sport. You know, you, you don't need to be able to afford pay TV to see women's cricket this summer. And that's huge as far as I'm concerned because I'm all about opportunity, you know, and the the closer that we can get the game to, to young women and young girls, the better as far as I'm concerned. And free-to-air TV is brilliant i am so looking forward to and obviously i i'm so looking forward to seeing abtaha play to see sarah bryce play to see Catherine bryce play i have no idea which team i'm going to support because i'm really 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 finding that difficult and i'll be fine when i'm supporting their teams against all the other teams but when they play against each other i, I just you know it's going to be highs and lows which i, I think i'll go with whoever's team wins Great, let's go with that. And let's go with their individual part that they're taking and the fact that people are going to see them play on their TVs. You know, that's just brilliant. And hopefully we can use that in Cricket in Scotland. You know, hopefully we in Cricket Scotland, Rosie does a brilliant job as girls and women's cricket development manager. But this will give her a hand. You know, this will give her more opportunities to say, turn on your TV, have a watch of these young women playing you know do you fancy being there well actually there's a pathway for you to do that come along to a cricket club come and join in you'll you'll have fun and as long as we can make that pathway as accessible as possible and as transparent as possible then we'll actually be able to say to these girls and young women you know you have the opportunity to be there you have the opportunity to be paid to play cricket in britain and also play for Scotland. That's a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I know a game changer is, is an overused term, but that really is a game changer. I think for us um, as people who, who want young boys and girls to get involved in our sport, for them to see that on the television is, is just huge. And I'm so excited about it. I hope the weather in England is fabulous all summer so that none of the games get cancelled and so that we can plan and watch these games and then talk about them and celebrate uh, what these young women are doing. It's just brilliant. And I have to thank the ECB um, for
1: investing uh, in delivering this programme so that our
0: players may have the opportunity to, to go through that if possible.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Just, just thinking back to the last Football World Cup, you know, when everyone was watching it, and everyone was talking about it and it was talking about it as sport not as women's yeah. sport not as something that's different but just because of the quality of what was on show and and how accessible it was and uh, yeah just the, the sheer skill that, that people were watching and yeah. talking about it was uh, it I was great
0: I think it's really important for parents to see it as well so um, for for mums and dads and uncles and aunts and grannies and grandpas to see these young women playing um, is, I think, a chance for them to realise how far cricket has come in recent years and how what a modern, exciting sport it can be. Um, and then, so we then hopefully will get buy-in from, from the family, because, you know, if, if you're a little girl, you need somebody to take you to a cricket ground or take you to cricket, or you do it at school and you say to your mum when you go home, that was really fun. It was good. So your mum needs to know there's a cricket club that would welcome you uh, and that would, would make you feel part of their team, their club. And so we can do that. um, But it's much easier to do that if people can see it on their TV as well. And hopefully you'll get other media coverage as well as, you know, there'll be, there'll be hopefully mainstream print media will cover it. Hopefully there'll be, you know, people on the front page of, of, you know, Sarah Bryce scoring a century um, on the front page of the Scotsman or the Herald, you know, hopefully we will get that coverage that way too. And it all, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, all the bits fit together, you know, and maybe, maybe the 100 is that last piece of sky that makes the whole picture much easier to complete
2: and see. You're, you're spot on with everything. Um, and, and they, you know, Abzahan, Zayda and Catherine, they are amazing role models and i say it day in and day out if you can't see it then you can't be it and it is exactly that um so yeah i'm just so excited to see them like you on on our screens as well now there's one game in 2019 that we must talk about um scotland versus the netherlands the super Over nerve shredder well i remember it from a personal perspective i remember watching it on i think it was youtube and you could only see one camera angle um and maybe two at a push. So you were actually I remember just waiting for the umpire and hope, hoping that there wasn't gonna be a, like you know, a, a signal for a four when we were when we were fielding in things and it was just I remember watching it so tense and not really sure if I was watching it in real time either, because it was probably a little bit delayed. It was um so kind of it was amazing to watch what are your thoughts looking back on that and what was it like for you to be there tense very 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 tense because you know what i'm like rosie
0: um you know i i play every ball i take every catch i run to stop every boundary in my head um it was very tense and i have to say that i had i didn't know the rules in the super Over before and I don't think I was alone in that. There were quite a lot of people at the ground, and the officials were doing a bit of brushing up on the, the book just to check they had them right as well. I tell you, I was the expert on the Super Over when England's men won the World Cup following year, though. I was like, yeah, I've got this, I know exactly what's happening. But the Super Over was very tense. But there was always a part of me that thought, if you had to have anybody involved in super over who would you want as your batters you know you would want these girls doing the job for you and uh you know who would you want to bowl at? you would want Catherine Price. we had i knew we had people with exactly the right mindset for that moment in time and it was a moment where the whole team just gelled you know there was that feeling of we are in this together. We have got this and we are going to do this. Um, and it was almost as if um, you know how sometimes when you're really focused on something, everything else pixelates out round about you. And it's like one thing comes into sharp focus and the team sort of did that. Um, and, you know, that's a great moment when your team do that in, in any situation. Um, I remember we had um, a similar moment, Rosie, when um, our under-15s were playing Celtic <laughs> once, and we had the, the penalty shootout. So yeah, you know, similar moment then when you just thought, we've got this. But at the same time, I was pale, I was sweaty, I was tense, and my heart was going far too fast for somebody of my age. Um, so it probably put maybe five, 10 years on me, I think, in that <laughs> short time, but it was incredible. Um, I had, um, I remember Catherine Fraser, who's one of our young, amazing spinners, um, and she was very young at the time. And I remember her standing and just draining of (laughs) colour as she watched us (laughs) batting. I remember Bruce the physio just sitting there like, I'm so tense, I'm so tense. Um, But sometimes I can't watch. This time I watched because I really had faith that we had it. I I thought that we would win that super over. Um, and um, luckily I was right, but oh my goodness, it was tense, but it was just amazing. You know, it's, that's what sport's about, isn't it? The super over, the, the sort of clash of the warriors. Um, and at that point you need to have people that you can turn to, that you can say, right, you've got this, you know, just go do a job. And I think that our players in that moment took we've got control of this this is under our control and we are going to do this felt like the attitude and that was great and i loved seeing that and if i could bottle that then you could make a lot of money couldn't you um (laughs) but it was great it was an amazing moment and and to get over the line was amazing um and as it turned out we didn't actually qualify for the for the 50 over um world cup uh which was just so disappointing but um in that moment it was just amazing and i was so proud of them all um and i was so proud of us as a as a big group and everyone that had made it happen for us as well Um, and yes for most people it maybe didn't seem like a big moment but for us i think we celebrate that we celebrate what our players did in that moment and how they got to there, and everybody who helped them get to there to enable them to do that, and then we use that to kick on and then make the next step.
1: You mentioned Catherine Fraser, uh, of course, who is one of our real rising stars who who came through from the regional series. And and just just talking about the um, the women's scene in general, uh, I suppose in Scotland at the moment. I mean, th- there's been a a real expansion in the number of teams over the last few years Um, the number of clubs fielding women's teams and the standards have been rising hugely along along with it Um, I mean for me covering the Scottish Cup final every year just in the last two three years how noticeable the rise in standard has been and the 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 quality of cricket uh, the depth that's clearly starting to come into the squads as well it's been uh, it's been really really noticeable so the next step up is obviously to regional level to eagles and stormers um how would you like to see what we have now uh develop further in into the future
0: i like it to be bigger and better and stronger and more amazing than it is we we have come a long way jake yes um and i think that in order to have our so i think of it as a pyramid or a triangle you know so in order to have us reach higher we have to grow the base more and then we have to, so we have to give as many girls opportunity to play cricket as possible. Um, and we have to make cricket an opportunity for girls who have previously chosen other sports as well. So we have to help them choose cricket as their main sports thing, um, or play it along with other sports um, so that we have those, those young athletes with the sort of athlete mindset playing cricket. And I think the athlete mindset is quite important, that growth mindset. Um, So we need more and more girls with that growth mindset that are coming into cricket and saying, I want to be involved. What do I need to do to get better? Okay, I'll go and do that. I'll go and, you know, hit 100 balls in the net. I'll go and, uh, you know, play catch in the garden. I'll go and I'll just, you know, like in our house there was always something flying that had to be caught by somebody so it didn't smash something you know so so if we get cricket at the very base so we get all these all stars taking their bats and balls home and playing in the garden um, and it becomes part of our culture and our communities I really like to see street cricket being played you know people playing cricket in the in the park without lots of facility and without lots of equipment you know really accessible cricket like they play in Asia I mean we spoke to San Amir yesterday um ex-world number one bowler and she said I learned to play cricket by playing street cricket I was out there with the boys on the street playing cricket now obviously I wouldn't have people out on the street in the traffic playing cricket but we need to find space for kids to play cricket and make it part of of our national they're just the way we are and then we need to give cricketing opportunities at schools and clubs we need to link the clubs and the schools and this is the work that rosie and the rest of the development team are doing so that there are more opportunities for people to start there are more opportunities and more support for them to continue and so that gradually we grow that foundation and then we grow the the stack and we can aim higher if we're stronger at the bottom and in that not only do we then have a higher number of women's teams do we then have a better standard do we then have more girls um, competing to get into the performance pathways and up through into the national team but we also have lots of girls and women playing cricket and benefiting from the mental and physical health benefits of just being part of the game at whatever level they choose to be. So I'm a great advocate for saying you don't have to want to be, to play for Scotland. You can come and join us and just play to whatever level you want, but actually if you want to progress, we can support you to do that. And this is how it works. This is what our performance pathway looks like. And this is the support you'll get. So if you don't have the finance, for example then let's see how we can help to support you to you know get to regional stuff to get to other places to travel you know can we find somebody who can give you a lift if you're trying to get somewhere that you know your parents are either working or they've got other children that they're looking after or parents or other responsibilities let's find a way of supporting you if you've got that growth mindset and you want to play cricket There's a place here for you, and we will support you to do that. And if we do that, then all the way through, we get stronger. So the clubs get stronger because they have more people involved. The teams get stronger at the base. We have more women's teams, girls' teams, hopefully. Um, And then we have a better quality of regionals. We will have more than two regional teams. I'm sure about that. You know, that in the the men's game there are the three regions we're working towards that and I don't think that's far away Um, and then gradually you know cricket becomes mainstream which is obviously you know what I would like to see happen it just becomes that thing that people do you know on a Sunday in the park or that thing that kids do after school either on the school grounds or in the park or somebody's back garden if somebody's lucky enough to have a back garden you know, so you can get together and, you know, a few people can start and then people can just join in. You know, that's how I see cricket, as something that you just, you know, it's just a thing you do because it's fun and, and um, you have a laugh and you learn skills and then you go to a club and you feel part of something social and part of a little community and they encourage you and then people get involved and get to do some volunteering and kids get to do some leadership stuff through cricket They learn all these life skills know so there are so many good parts about it but you have to grow it from the bottom you can't expect to have a strong top to that pyramid unless you've got a strong base and there's been so much work and so much progress made by particularly with support of the development team but also by volunteers in the clubs by people who just want other people to share the joy and if we can do that we can continue that at the same time as giving people the opportunity. I think that's really important. You know, if you're a little kid anywhere in Scotland, you should have the opportunity to be part of this um, and you should have the support to be part of it. And if your family can't afford what you need for it, then there should be ways um, that we can help people, you know, find people transport, find find people a place to play. You know all of that and then if we do that then not only do we all feel stronger and better together but our teams will perform better the standards will go up and you know tomorrow the world
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's uh, do you know what, what made me laugh about um that as well when you were saying about uh, things going flying in your house um around and people trying to catch them it it brought me back to this memory and i've only just realized that it really incorporates a lot of cricket skills and my mum used to go mad at us when we did this but i used to just throw an egg at my sister just (laughs) and if she didn't catch it then it landed on her feet and it smashed but i don't know why my mum she she used to get so annoyed because I would just get an egg out and I'd just throw it at my sister but then she would do the same back at me so you had to you had to try and catch it but uh, I was catch the, it with soft hands as well Rosie you're teaching, you're teaching skills there yeah. and, and it's quite funny actually thinking about that now because I'm like you know maybe maybe I would have caught more if I did that more actually <laughs> like I should have done that more than you know once a week um my oh, house when
0: I was a kid was all there was just stuff flying all the time there'd be a ball there was a couch against the wall so somebody would be on the couch and the other person would throw stuff at them and they'd have
2: to stop it hitting the wall you know stuff like that oh brilliant brilliant well well so just to just to wrap up with the the final question um and going on our theme you know today How do you choose to challenge, Sue, uh, with International Women's Day?
0: I've, I've thought about this and I initially thought I would choose to challenge sexism in sport and I thought that's a bit lazy, Sue, that's easy. So I thought a little bit more about it and I choose to challenge that women's team sports have to fight for, accept and then be grateful for the crumbs from the table of men's sport. That's what I choose to challenge
1: sue strachan there honestly rosie you talked about the inspiration she gave you as a young girl uh, getting into sport and honestly she is such an impressive person in her outlook and vision for how things should be cricket scotland's very lucky to have her i think
2: she is like a superhero and and she's just an amazing leader in everything that she does and one of the most enthusiastic people i've ever met in my life and i know i'm pretty enthusiastic but sue is on like on another level, and I think her energy and and drive, and I'm sure that came across there in the in the podcast, it just it just radiates on people. And you know, we need more people like Sue.
1: Definitely that. Yes, very very impressive. Well, many many thanks to Sue again, and that's it for part one of our International Women's Day special. Thanks for your company again, Rosie.
2: Thank you for having me, Jake, and I am excited already for the next one.
1: Uh, As you say, we will be back on Wednesday in the company of Abby Aitken Drummond and Elsa Lister. Looking forward to seeing you then. But until then, from Rosie and me, thanks again for listening and goodbye.